purpose is transforming the world of work and business. Those leading the way are values-based and people-focused leaders who see business as a force for good. Host Kevin Monroe explores how tapping into the power of purpose infuses your business with meaning and touches the lives of your employees while positively impacting the communities you serve. With the Higher Purpose Podcast, here's Kevin Monroe. Hey, it's Kevin Monroe, and I want to welcome you to this episode, episode 75, the first episode of 2019. And thanks for listening. So we're going to have some fun today. Yesterday, I tweeted something I've never tweeted before. It started with weird tweet warning. Now, I'm going to expand that to weird podcast episode warning. I'm not apologizing. I'm simply putting you on alert that this may be the weirdest episode I've done yet, and it's nothing at all like I planned this to be. But in the planning process, I'll tell you about that in a moment. So, hey, it's Happy New Year. If you're listening in the flow of things, this is the first episode of 2019. And if we were to title this, and we do title it, so when the team figures out a title, I think it will be something like Seven Hopes for You in the Next Year. So if you're listening at the time of the new year, this would be 2019. But it's evergreen that these hopes follow through for you, whether you're listening in January or July. Just map it forward to the next 12 months of your life. As you know, recently I've always been starting with gratitude. So I want to start with gratitude. And I'm going to ask you, what are you grateful for in this moment? For me, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the relationship that we established through podcasting. And yes, podcasting is a very, at least for me, it's a highly relational medium. And I'm grateful for this time of year. It's the holidays. I'm recording this on, let's see, it's December 28th. So it's that week between Christmas and New Year's. Some people aren't working. Some people are. I'm working. And I'm grateful for this time of year, for things being a little quieter. I'm grateful for the time to reflect as a year draws to a close, for the anticipation of what the new year holds and a fresh start for many of us. And yeah, a new diet, getting back in shape if you need to. I certainly need to. I'm also grateful that the holidays allowed me a sit down with a listener. Jason Mucci, he has family in Atlanta. He was in Atlanta for Christmas and reached out and said, hey, can we meet? And so you'll hear more about this because it triggers another thought later in the podcast. But I love it when podcasting allows you and I to connect, to develop a relationship. And that goes beyond what we're doing here now. You listening online and we get to sit down in real life. I really do love that. So This episode is releasing on January 2nd, a Wednesday. We'll be back to Tuesday releases next week and following. But in that reflection mode, I'm going to ask you, what do you have to celebrate from 2018? What do you want to be different about your 2019? And then this was the question, what changes are you making or willing to make so that your aspirations for the next 12 months become realizations? 
And it was this thought that interrupted where I was heading with this podcast and then kind of redirected it. And so I'm just going with it. We're going to have fun today. As I said, it may be a weird for you. It's weird for me, but I just want to enjoy this. It all started with a simple phrase that I was going to use and say my wish for you this year. And then all of a sudden, my brain was interrupted and thinking, really? Is this just a wish? Or is it something more than a wish? And I started thinking about hope. And then I started thinking about the difference between wishing and hoping. And that's when I fell into the rabbit hole. My resistance was low and I jumped in. And so here we go. But I really want to talk about hopes. And I came up with seven. These are seven things I hope for you in the new year or in the next year, the next 12 months. And I hope some of these really unfold more quickly than 12 months. It doesn't have to be 12 months, but you know, why not? Because we're looking at the new year. So hope number one, I hope that you are awakened to purpose and that you awake and arise to purposeful living and to purpose every day. So that builds on the idea that purpose is a choice. It's a decision you and I both make. You know, on a daily basis, we have the opportunity and the option to live for ourselves or to live for something larger than yourself and myself. And that's when this thought hit me. To live for yourself is a very small life. If there's no sense of transcendence, if there's not something bigger than you or me involved, it's a very small life. So let me put this hope another way. I hope 2019 is a year of purpose for you. But I want to remind you that a year of purpose is lived 365 days one day at a time. It's not like you you just have to look at this big mammoth, what am I going to do audacious? And I hope you do attempt something audacious. But you don't have to look at it and just say, what am I going to do this whole year? Just look at it, what am I going to do today? And as I awaken each and every day, how am I going to live with an awareness and intentionality. So that's hope number one, that you are awakened to purpose. Now, hope number two kind of builds on that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I hope that you live authentically and that you live in authenticity. Now, here's where it may start getting weird. I'm inspired by a lot of poets today. And I turn to E.E. E. Cummings for help here. And I'm going to share three quotations from E.E. E. Cummings and unpack each of those a little bit. So the first one, it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. Did you hear that? It takes courage to grow up and become who you and I really are. So my hope is that you muster the courage to come into your own, to live in your true identity. Now, what does it take for that to happen? Well, it probably takes some deep work, some digging in, and it may even take some reprogramming. 
And we'll talk more about that in a minute. So here's my second quotation from E.E. E. Cummings that I want to share. This is my favorite, all-time favorite E.E. E. Cummings. To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can ever fight and never stop fighting. Wow, I don't remember. It was years ago that I stumbled upon that E.E. Cumming quotation and committed it to memory. To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else. Hey, folks, that's the world we live in. And social media just magnifies that. Social media, for many, becomes the ultimate tool of the comparison trap. And it's the door into the comparison trap. You know, yesterday I was on Twitter and I looked and I saw this picture and I am not a fan of the Kardashians. I'm not a fan at all. But it was just trending and it had this picture of their Christmas. And I looked at one picture and I'm like, I retweeted and I said, yeah, that's how we dress at our house too for Christmas. You know, I'm like, seriously? Hey, folks, on Christmas, we hang out in pajamas. I don't know about you, but that's what we do. It's a fun family day. It's not get up, get all dressed up and made up. And for the world to see, this is for us. So here's what I know. I'm weird. And I realized, and I talked about this in podcast in the fall leading up to the end of the year. I'm weird because I'm wired differently. I'm wired for purpose. And I know I march to the beat of a different drum and a different drummer. Now, here's my hope, and I believe you do too. If you're drawn to the Higher Purpose podcast, let me tell you, you're weird too. So just own it. Just admit it. You're weird because we're wired differently. So here's my hope. My personal hope is that I hear that drumbeat more clearly this year and that I march, or better yet, I dance more in rhythm and harmony with that different beat. And I hope the same for you. Now, what that means is that we're swimming upstream and doing things that are countercultural or cross-cultural. And people will call you weird. They call me weird. It's okay. Just own it. And be nobody but yourself. And just recognize that there are all kinds of forces. I don't mean spiritual forces here, although there may be spiritual forces. I'm not denying that there are. I'm talking about economic forces. Do you know how many billions of dollars are spent to make you think you aren't good enough? That you don't look good enough? That you aren't smart enough? And so you need some product? to fill that void in your life, to make you better, to make you fit in. Hey, folks, stop trying to fit in. You know, what we really want to do is stand out, be different. All right, so the third E.E. Cummings. Get ready. This one's going to rock somebody. And I'm quoting, We do not believe in ourselves until someone reveals that deep inside us something is valuable worth listening to, worthy of our trust, sacred to our touch. Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. End of quote. 
from E.E. E. Cummings. Whoa, we do not believe in ourselves until someone reveals, this is that awakening from hope number one, that someone awakens you out of the slumber, out of the stupor, and says you have intrinsic worth and value. You have a purpose. So here's my hope. I hope that someone reveals to you that there is something deep inside of you that is worth listening to, that there is sacred inside you, that the divine resides inside you, and that you begin to believe in yourself, and that you have others when you don't believe in yourself who believe in you and help you get through those times when you're struggling to believe in yourself. And help awaken you to the point that you're willing to risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight. You know, I'm reminded years ago, it was at a very low moment in my life. This goes back several years. I was part of a failed startup, and we went from being at the best place financially that we'd been in 20 years of marriage to a few months later being at the worst place we had been in 20 years of marriage. It was about a nine-month period there that things really began to change because of this failed startup. And a friend had invited me to a church, and it was a uh, vineyard church, which is connected to John Wimber. And John Wimber's been deceased for years. But the pastor that day, I don't remember who it was, but it was just this guy standing up there, and he said, you know, I want to talk about faith. And John Wimber spelled faith R-I-S-K. And as he went on, he said, some of you sitting here, for you, the greatest risk you will take is to take no risk at all. Folks, at that moment, I knew he was talking to me because I had lost sight of that. I had lost sight because of failure or what I interpreted as failure. I had lost sight that there was something valuable inside of me. There was something worthy of trust. There was something worthy of sharing. And some of you may be in that same place right now. You know, I'm thinking, I know that some of you, because you've told me this in conversation, you're starting a new business this year. Man, go for it. Go for it. I'm excited for you. Some of you may be wishing you had the courage to start a new business. Well, I hope someone awakens that belief in you that you can. So you have something to give this world that no one else can do the way you do it. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. This goes back to episode 30-something of the Higher Purpose Podcast when I talked to Tom Winninger about gifting. And it came out again when I talked to Nick Craig about purpose. When you put those two thoughts together, your purpose is tied to your gift that you have to offer the world. And you have something to offer that no one else can offer the way you do because it's tied to your personality, your DNA, your personal journey through life. All of that makes you, combined with your gift, incredibly unique. So I hope that you live authentically and that you... Find enough vulnerability to let yourself be seen. Okay, so hope number one, let me review, was that you awaken, that you are awakened to purpose and that you awaken a rise to purpose every day. Hope number two is that you live authentically. Hope number three, I hope you displace the limiting beliefs that hold you back 
Hey, folks, we all, we all have limiting beliefs. I've struggled with limiting beliefs. So here I'm going to another poet. I'm evoking Marianne Williamson. Somehow, last week, the week before Christmas, in my daily reading and writing time, I was drawn, reminded of her poem, Our Deepest Fear. So I'm going to read that through, and then I'm going to unpack some of it for you. Maybe you're familiar with this. This is what in one of the great football movies, I don't remember which one, or basketball movies, I actually believe. I believe it was in Coach Carter. And then it was also... Nelson Mandela had a part of this in his speech after being elected president of South Africa. Our deepest fear. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Well, well, I'm not going to take the time to unpack all of that. I'd love to know what part of that just triggered, what part of that resonated, what part of that strummed something inside of you. You know, many of us, we think our deepest fear is that we'll fail. No, for many of us, the deepest fear is that we'll be incredibly successful. And we play it small. This is what uh, Gay Hendricks in The Big Leap talks about. This whole idea of upper limit problems, the, the belief of outshining someone else. Some of you may have been told that you are outshining your brother, your sister, a sibling, you know, something. And so tone it down. Turn it down a little. Don't be so whatever, gregarious. Don't be so beautiful, talented, smart. And so many of us, I'm putting myself in here because this is one of those, we've played it small and playing it small does not serve the world well. So my hope for you this year is that you think big and you live large, that you don't shrink out of insecurity, that you recognize that there is light in you. And as you let light shine, now, okay, now I'm hearkening another poet. Listen to the song a lot. I heard the pentatonics version of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, and that just kind of put me off on a path a few weeks ago. And I was listening to Leonard Cohen, his version of Hallelujah a lot. And there's this famous line from Leonard Cohen. Maybe you know it, maybe you don't. You know, appreciate the cracks because that's what lets the light in. Well, actually, I believe Leonard was a little off there because it's the cracks that let the light out, 
not just in. So that light shines. And when we embrace our vulnerability and our brokenness and our weakness, the light actually shines out. So this, what do you do here? What do you do with this? Well, I was reminded about something shared with me by my friends, Tom Ziegler at Ziegler Inc. and Mark over at Ziegler Family. Audit your input. Be mindful of what you feed your mind. And if you're always playing it small, if you're always shrinking down, if you're always trying to tone it down, hide your light, be mindful of what you're feeding your mind. And I'm excited to announce something. I'm just going to real briefly here. I'm launching two online book clubs to help feed your mind good stuff. One of those is the Servant Leader Book Club, all about servant leadership. The other is the Higher Purpose Book Club, building on the themes that we talk about so often here on this podcast. If if either of those interest or intrigue you, just ping me. I, this is not a commercial for those, but it's what I've been working on today. So, And it ties to this a way to displace your limiting beliefs and replace them with liberating truths. Watch what you're feeding your mind. All right, hope number four. Hope number four. Now, this one is weird. This was the weird Twitter one yesterday. I hope that you ride the waves and make ripples. Now, I'm I'm sure some of you are, what? Ride the waves and make ripples? So let me unpack this. But I want to invite you to recognize that although this is the start of a new year, that we, you and me, are both riding waves that began some time ago, and we're making ripples that will continue for some time in the future. So where did this idea come about? Uh, I was reminded of this just yesterday. Earlier this week, I was sitting down with Jason Mucci. That was on Wednesday. And I'd committed to connect him to a couple of people. There were some things in that conversation that I was like, oh, you need to know. Do you know? You need to know. Jason, I just want to applaud him. He's an action taker. And through this podcast, we've become friends. He's currently enrolled at Gonzaga, the School of Leadership in the Masters of Organizational Leadership. And that's where I went 10 years ago. There's that connection. Jason has just taken action connected with people that he's heard on this podcast, invited him to the TV show that he helped launch in Seattle, the Take 5, a purpose and positivity newscast. Now, we need more of that kind of stuff in the world. But as we were talking, I had this strong impression that I needed to connect Jason to a couple of friends. So I did that yesterday, and I introduced Jason to Steve Brown. Steve was a guest on episode 62 of the Higher Purpose podcast. And as I was writing the email, and I think I also did something on Twitter, right then there was this awareness, something washed over me. And in a flash, and I mean that, in a flash, I sensed that I was riding a wave that was started some time ago. And just suddenly I had this clarity and I started thinking, how did I get to meet Steve? And I realized that I met Steve... So I'm not going to go the backwards. I'm going to go back to the beginning and give it to you front-loaded. In 2015, I met Ray Edwards. Ray Edwards has been a friend and a mentor since then, and I was part of a mastermind that Ray led. Through Ray, I met Mike Kim and some other folks that have become good friends since then, but I met Mike Kim. We became friends. 
And then in 2017, Mike hosted his first Influence and Impact event. And it just happened to be that one of the days of that event was when I launched the Higher Purpose podcast. And through Mike, I met Jennifer McClure. And as Mike was standing there announcing and encouraging people to sign up for the Higher Purpose podcast, Jennifer McClure jumps up, I'm the first one to sign up. And, you know, there was this connection that Jennifer and I had made through the Influence and Impact Conference. Well, in those first episodes of the podcast, I had encouraged people to tag someone that was a hero or a mentor to them. And Jennifer tagged Steve Brown on Twitter. And that's how Steve Brown and I first met. And then we've been in conversation and had numerous conversations and emails and Twitter exchanges and all of this social media goodness. Because, I mean, Steve's just an uber connector himself and just a fountain of goodness and great energy. So as I was sitting there, sending the email to connect Jason and Steve, I realized that's starting a new set of ripples. But it's this wave that started three and a half years ago that brought all of this to possibility. So here's what I realized. Both you and me are riding waves that were started sometime in the past. And those waves continue. If you look at this, you know, ripple theory or wave theory, a stimulus, a rock, something falls into water and these ripples start and they just keep going. Newton's law of perpetual motion. So you and I are riding waves from the past. At the same time, we are creating ripples that will continue to impact others in the future. So that's hope number four here, that you ride the waves and that you make lots of ripples in the next 12 months. And those ripples reach out to inspire and encourage others who will go on and repeat the process. And there's just this cycle of goodness. All right, so if I haven't lost track, we're on hope number five. And this hope, so hope number one was that you are awakened to purpose and awaken arise to purpose every day. Number two, that you live authentically and in authenticity. Hope number three, that you displace limiting beliefs that hold you back and replace them with liberating truths. Hope number four, that you ride the waves and make ripples. Hope number five, a little different, that you be present more often in the next 12 months. So let me put that another way. What I hope is that you live in the now, and that you recognize that now is the only time we have. Now, if we're blessed to live tomorrow, which is not a guarantee for any of us, but if we're blessed to live tomorrow, there will be another now then. But that now won't be the same as this now. And there's some things that you and I can only do in this now. Because we may not be in proximity to that stranger that we're passing today in this now that you don't encounter tomorrow. And you have an opportunity to enrich, to encourage, to elevate their thinking of what's possible for them. So be aware of this now. As I talk about now, I realize that we have to balance this impression or this For some people, there is an overemphasis of now that now is all that matters. Now, I got to tell you, now is not an isolated moment. 
Now is a connected moment. It's connected to all that came before, and it's connected to all that will follow. Now is a slice of infinity or a slice of eternity that you and I occupy in this moment. So there is something unique about now that we need to make the most of And don't let the lost nows of the past rob you of this now. And don't let fear of future nows rob you of what you can do in this now. So I want to encourage you to be present more often, to be aware of what's going on in this moment and to maximize the moments. And that reminds me of a great book that I didn't include last week because I didn't read it in 2018. I read it in 2017, and that's the Heath Brothers, The Power of Moments. All right, hope number six. I hope you flourish and thrive in the next 12 months. You know, and this is where I get into my weirdness. I don't care if you think that is Pollyanna-ish, if that's a word, or if that's, you know, just airy-fairy, or, oh my gosh, that is too warm and fuzzy for you, because I know there are people who think flourishing is fluffy. And I got to tell you, I don't, because I think flourishing is how you and I were created to live. It's not fluffy. Flourishing, thriving, this is how we express the Hebraic concept of shalom. The Hebrews have this understanding of shalom. Many of us think shalom means peace, and it does, but it means more than that. And as my new friend, Terry Smith, that was with me on episode 72, I believe, of the Higher Purpose podcast when we talked about his book, The Hospitable Leader, there was this line in there that he defines shalom as everything working harmoniously together the way everything is supposed to work. Now, I want to tell you, if everything is working harmoniously together the way everything is supposed to work, the result you and I experience and encounter is flourishing. It's you and me rightly relating to God, you and me rightly related to ourselves, rightly relating to one another and in harmony with creation, the created order, the universe, the earth, being stewards of the earth. So it's this concept of flourishing. Maybe you know it by another word. We talked about it a lot last year as abundance. And I love this quote from Arnold Patton. And as I was preparing this episode, it just came back to my mind. We don't create abundance. Abundance is always present. We create limitation. Flourishing is the natural state of things that you and I should encounter. If you're not flourishing, we've introduced some kind of limitation into our lives, into the equation. So my hope My hope is that you escape scarcity and that you enjoy abundance and that you flourish and thrive. Hope seven. This is the last of the seven hopes that I'm exploring here today. I hope that you enjoy community and that you flourish in community. You've heard me say it before if you're a listener to the podcast. Purpose thrives in community, but it starves in isolation. So I hope that you are more intentional about who you surround yourself with more now than ever before. Perhaps you're familiar with the idea that's attributed to Jim Rohn, 
The quote goes like this. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Or another way, if you want to see where you'll be, you know, in a few years, look at the circle of friends you're hanging out with. Who are the people you're spending the most time with? So to the hope, to take action on that hope is for you to be intentional. For you to seek out people who are positive, surround yourself with people who are living on purpose, and find ways to hang out with them more often. Allow them to be the ones that are influencing you. Don't be influenced by, you know, the naysayers, the folks that are negative, that are always seeking to bring you down. And we all have those people in our lives. We're related to some of them, so you can't get away from them, but just limit the amount of influence you allow them to have. One way you can do this, if you don't have a circle of people, I invite you to go to livehigherpurpose.com. That's a domain that takes you to the Higher Purpose Community Facebook group. There are over 600 people there that are amazing people. And maybe you'd find somebody there that someone you can connect with or you find some connection in the group. This year, I'm just going to say it now. We talked about it last year, but I am going to do it this year. I'm going to begin hosting events, some small group gatherings that are solely for that purpose of bringing together an intentional group of people to hang out together, to explore and experience purpose and business on purpose and so many things together. If that sounds like something you want to join, ping me up. Let me know. So here are the seven hopes not wishes, hopes that I have for you for the next 12 months. I hope you are awakened to purpose and that you awake and arise to purpose every day. I hope that you live authentically and that you live in authenticity. I hope that you displace the limiting beliefs that hold you back and replace them with liberating truths. I hope that you ride the waves and make ripples. I hope that you're more present more often. I hope you flourish and thrive every day of 2019 or the next 12 months. And I hope you embrace and enjoy community. And I hope you would join me again next week as we continue this amazing journey that I call Navigating North. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, Kevin, at higherpurposepodcast.com. And until next time, I want to encourage you to live, love, and lead with purpose. If you're a leader who is or wants to be entrusted with the transformation of your team, join Kevin and six other leaders for a year-long journey of transformation that will help you release your brilliance and help others to do the same. Email kevin at kevindmonroe.com to begin the application process.